Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything Room Escapes. Today we are going to cover the topic, how to start a podcast or a blog in the escape room industry. I know, it was probably a very limited number of people who would want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it could be interesting. Know, it could be very interesting because it might just, you know, devolve into us talking about how we started it and nobody's going to get any kind of info from this podcast whatsoever. But we're going to try our best to make it as informative as we can because it's. I see it popping up an awful lot. People going, ah! start a podcast i want to start a blog yep i want to start a youtube thing i want to start tinder you know all sorts of things like that an escape room tinder (laughs) oh boy does that exist yet (laughs) so sounded a bit excited to get us started my name is ruby (laughs) oh right (laughs) okay the first thing you should do in your podcast is introduce yourself yeah or just be consistent (laughs) The introductions. I was thinking of like, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Yeah, okay, sorry. No. Yes, that was Ruby. My name is Errol. I'm Manda, and I'm Mike with my pause gimmick. You're, you're doing that on purpose now. <laughs> yep, and not just on the podcast. <sighs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. As I said before, this was this was my topic. Nobody else wanted to start off with the intro because it's like, it's your topic. You give the intro. Yep. I don't think anybody wants to give the intro anymore. Mm-mm. It's an easy intro. A, yeah, I messed up like seven times mm-hmm. for that intro. We're, we're gonna try our best. We're gonna try our best not to edit this podcast though, because we're lazy. We're lazy, and we're recording at the last minute again. Not really? It's <laughs> not Monday. the last last what are you minute. Talking? It's Monday. Yeah, we but Wednesday. Have... It's Tuesday. First of oh, all, it's Tuesday. Oh, and then it's Wednesday Tuesday. <laughs> we have our board game night, so that leaves Thursday for editing. Yeah. Ah, so. uh, it's not the last minute. Yeah. Anyway, I came up with four C's for making any type of any type of creative public media thing. Cool. Yeah. What are they? Errol? I don't know. I just made it up, like you know. Like ten minutes ago. Oh, oh. fun! That's that's facts that you should reveal. That's a creative for you. advice. Yeah. The four C's of podcasting or blogging. Okay. And I think I wanted it to be content, consistency, uh, community. Uh, no, that was one of them. Community. Commitment? I wanted that to be last. You destroyed it, well, man. You were, you were pausing. So I was trying to help. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Yeah, content, community, consistency. Oh, what was the fourth? You didn't write them down. No, oh, I was in the bathroom at the time. Oh, oh dear. Other facts oh, that you commitment. I said that. Commitment. Oh, you did that. Oh, I'm sorry. Man pants jumped in with community. And, and you got mad. <laughs> anyway, the first thing is let's start. Let's start off with commitment. Okay. Because I would probably. You know, a lot of people have a, a lot of grand ideas. And so first things first, you're going to have to be committed to this thing if you want it to be, you know, successful. If you don't care, you only want to put out five podcasts, then then it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. But, you know, I do. we do see a lot of people who decide, okay, I'm going to put a podcast together. I'm going to buy everything. Right. I'm going to buy $2,000 mics. Woohoo! And then they're going to go all go all out. And then they realize that, 
that they don't have a topic or they got tired after the first episode yeah. and they don't understand nobody's why nobody's listening after the first episode and then they stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the number one thing that people should try to do before they start a blog, before they start a podcast, before they start even a you know, a business, because this is pretty much sort of the same aspects of starting a business is that you should really kind of do your research out there because you're going to find things that you don't like about other things and things that you do like. And I think once you hit that point of kind of being able to criticize those things and pinpointing what you do and you don't like, that's where you can kind of start to build things. And also you have to know your own strengths and weaknesses. So just because you like someone's style, if you're not good at that type of style, then maybe don't try it. Yeah, like I started another podcast other than the Divas, and I know that I stumble a lot on my words. But I have Ruby. She covers up everything (laughs) and it sounds okay. There's editing to it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and editing, yeah. Rule number one, get a ruby. <laughs> get a ruby. <laughs> or an arrow. This is this is going to be a very useful podcast yeah. for people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, if you've decided to start a podcast, especially, you probably are already into podcasts in some way, shape, or form. Maybe well, you're no, not. No, not no, necessarily. I don't think so. Oh, so if you've no, never no. listened to a like podcast. For us, for me, I wanted to start a podcast. Yes. Yeah, so I knew nothing yeah, about them. Yeah, but podcast. we had a And I man knew something pans. about them. Yeah, so that's why, you know, grabbing a man pants was important because she listened to podcasts. So, so far, we have nothing. get a ruby and get a man pants. <laughs> so, good luck, world. But yeah, so for podcasts, you want to listen to all the podcasts out there. First, you want to listen to whatever escape room podcasts there are. And there aren't many. There's like five. There's like five. But you also want to listen to other podcasts, especially if you're trying to figure out what style of podcast you want to do. Do you want to be like us in which it's more of a living room situation in which we interview guests and talk about the industry? Do you want to do a podcast that's more fictional, like Escape This Podcast? If, uh, If that's the case, then you'll want to listen to every other podcast like that, especially the most popular ones. But also the mediocre ones, maybe so you can figure out why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and then you have to figure out if you have the strengths to pull off that style. So uh, if I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and I know that I will never do a comedy <laughs> podcast because I am not a comedian or like I am not a professional comedian or I am not going to do an improv style podcast ever. But. I do like listening to them. Mm-hmm. I think the same concepts can be used for blogs as well. Uh, there are a lot of people who, especially, and I guess I'm speaking historically about the GTA, the greater Toronto area, when we had at one point like four or five different blogs. And at that time, I think only one of them was kind of going at um, kind of a written style. Like they'd probably do three or four different paragraphs of words. Uh, so when I started, I was doing like a scoring system and I thought, okay, this is going to be really easy to, for people to read and to understand because <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people like me who gloss over a lot of the words and just try to uh, look at the score and based on that. But uh, one thing that I learned over time is that uh, going with the scoring system doesn't work when you your scales start shifting. And it's something that uh, David, I think, has talked in one of our previous episodes, David from a Room Escape Artist, and he he doesn't uh, do it with the scoring system. He obviously does it with the, I guess, the more elaborate written out form, which works really well because he's kind of describing everything that uh, 
he's experiencing through the room. So again, it's one of those things of go out there, explore, see what works, and maybe find out what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I, find, I, I remember when we did our blog, you wanted it to be fun and easy to read. And one of the things I thought about were all the food blogs that I, I read. And it's always fun and nice because you see like pictures, you see steps of, you know, the process of making things. But unfortunately for like room escapes, you can't do that. Because <laughs> right. the only pictures you have are either your before, your after or pictures of people's logos and their storefronts. Oh, yeah. And that was the <laughs> other thing. You can't <laughs> you can't give away spoilers without yeah. saying spoilers, right? Because mm-hmm. If people are reading this review and they want to do the room, it's not like you can say, and that was awesome when the trap door opened after we solved that logic puzzle that was in the room. That was glorious. (laughs) Uh, But I just stole that magic moment away from you. Dot, dot, dot. Nice going, Mike. (laughs) I've only done that like twice. (laughs) (laughs) On On the commitment topic still, there's also the time factor. Yes. Whatever whatever you think you're going to spend on your podcast or blog, probably double that. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the editing alone is going to be a learning curve, especially if you haven't done that before. If you're like us and you kind of just started it knowing nothing about sound design or editing, uh, then you're going to have to... I, I do them a lot faster now, but the first podcasts took me maybe four to five hours to uh, do. Preaching to the choir. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike. Mike now knows my editing pain when he started his own podcast, and yeah, and and then as you go, you get faster at it, but it's still a slog because you still have an hour's worth of material to get through. Yep. So in order to be committed, you have to understand that you will have to maintain your morale <laughs> with very little return on investment for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you have to be yes. committed. You can't be doing the blog or the podcast or the YouTube vid with hopes, for example, to get free rooms. With hopes, for example, to become an influencer in the industry. With hopes, for example, to get adulation from your fans. It's not going to happen. Or money. We're not even going to talk about money. No. <laughs> we don't we're not talk about, yeah, We're not going to talk about how to get money from your podcast or from your blog. If ever somebody came up and said, I want to sponsor you. I know where to put the sponsor message now in the podcast based on what I've listened to. Isn't it at the end? Or it's the... always at the beginning. Oh, it's at they the beginning. They want it at the beginning yeah. because nobody well, wants to listen to it at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah. we do for, for genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could throw that at the beginning. Oh, we can we, do it at the beginning. Yeah, we can, but yeah. I can't even remember to like introduce ourselves. We're getting there. We're getting there. Give it another six months and I'm sure we can get there. So if you can be intrinsically motivated to do this podcast, then that then that will be brilliant and you have a better chance of actually succeeding at doing the podcast. But if you have other motivations where you're hoping for something quick, something no. easy, podcasts and blogs for that matter aren't the way to do it. Right. So I want so that's getting back on the commitment thing. Find people who can do it. Find people who will be able to fill in the the empty parts in your life. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, to the dark turn. <laughs> uh. And and be and find a way to be motivated to do this without getting much reward for a long time. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it is funny because we'll hear more if we go to visit a place. We'll hear more about people listening to the podcast in person than we do 
actually getting emails or anything. That's true. So as far as I know, we're just sending this out into the void and nobody's listening until I actually either we we never look at our analytics. That's we usually, should. Yeah, well act, well we don't exactly have a great analytics no uh platform that we're using on Squarespace. So yeah. So yeah. you know <laughs> I mean if you want we could talk a little bit about tech and that would probably be the interesting thing. So after I talked about commitment, and this isn't part of the four C's, but maybe we could talk just a little bit I'd the like to, type yeah. of tech you will need, whether it be for a blog, whether it be for YouTube, whether it be for a podcast. And one thing you'll always need is just a place to host whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Preferably a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not record, but like just a, a host to store all your oh, stuff. Sorry. We originally started off for the podcast. We originally started off on SoundCloud, and that probably would have been fine. But you have to pay for SoundCloud. You do. If you don't pay, then you only get three episodes, and then all your past episodes are wiped. Mm. And yeah. then that's, that's not good for anybody. So... I mean, unless you only care about doing three episodes and then never doing a podcast again. But I'm, I'm assuming you want to be here for longer than three episodes. So you should find yourself a, a server to put it on. And there are many offerings out there. And trying to figure out which one to do it will probably be the most, the most challenging thing. I have a question. Because, yes. So SoundCloud, the three episodes, you're talking about being free, right? Yes, the free the free version. Okay. I'm sorry, I should yeah. have. Because if, if you're uh, willing to pay the annual yeah, fee, then you can you can yeah. do as many because the other blogs on SoundCloud. Yeah, so, yeah. You mean the other podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> you said blog. Oh God, I'm all blog minded today. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and if you're looking for information like on how to start, there oh. there's the problem with. Starting a blog or starting a podcast is you can go on the internet and it's just filled, mm-hmm. absolutely riddled with businesses trying to get their SEO up, um, which is search engine optimization. Basically, they're trying to improve the ranking on Google by putting out useless articles to show <laughs> that they care and people will go to the website. And that's, and that's the problem trying to find any type of information. And a, b- a blog I found that was really interesting was actually... Uh, starting a podcast, a guide for students by the National Public Radio, oh. and basically oh. they don't care about trying to get, you know, trying to get uh, their SEO up or marketing. They actually only released they it because they're publicly were, funded. Yeah, they and they were not. releasing this because they wanted to. They wanted. They had a contest, a podcast contest, or something like that. So they wanted to give guides to their students on how to run a podcast. And so they have all sorts of things in here, which is really good. And it's mostly not so much technical, because mm-hmm. sadly, students unfortunately have access to tons of great mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> Why is that sad? Not because of, not their own stuff, but because you know they have schools with AV rooms <laughs> yes. and, like, and like recording all that fun stuff. Oh, they have just, like just foam so on jealous. walls that will absorb <laughs> the bird sounds. <laughs> the bird sounds. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we we have. So you'll have to search around, try and find a good a good. I actually sent one to you guys. Remember, I sent yes, you two, like, that was a yeah, really good it. one. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. What, do you remember what and it Errol was? And will add it to our our podcast episode at the end. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Oh, I send well. it to we'll, somebody. We'll find I'll it. find it. Yeah. Oh, good. Huzzah! Yeah, it was also a good one. I can't remember where it was from, but it had a lot of technical aspects. Yeah. And we'll just go in a little bit more about the technical aspects, but I don't. you can spend hours on the technical aspects when it comes to podcasts. Uh, and another important thing is, is that the sound quality should be relatively good yeah. mm-hmm. you don't want popping or clicking or whatever you want to 
Well, you don't want your mic yes. on your computer. No, or your phone. Because problem with or your or, yeah. I mean, well, some some phones are nice. But yeah. for the most mm-hmm. part, you're right. It's now Errol. The, yeah, Errol did make a dig earlier about like did. buying a expensive microphone and then never committing to. But if you if you are committed, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely invest in sound equipment oh, yeah. into a microphone. The Yeti microphone is a popular one for a lot of podcasters, mm-hmm. and it's only like about eighty bucks Canadian. Uh, it's more than that. Okay, it's only about one hundred and thirty bucks Canadian. <laughs> it's, it's more like one hundred and eighty, I think. Oh, okay, it's like two hundred bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no idea. But oh. but uh, the snowball is cheaper. So the snowball oh, okay. is related to the Yeti, and it's it's about I think eighty bucks. And that's a USB mic. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. US. They're both USB mm-hmm. mics, and it's it's pretty popular with a lot of podcasters, and it works well. I know that uh, Bill and Danny have escaped this podcast. Use it. I'm pretty sure that. I think that David and Lisa were using one when we were interviewing them. Hmm. I can't remember. I, I, think, I don't know. I think I saw one in A front USB of them. mic, for anybody that's interested, actually plugs straight into your computer. Mm-hmm. And then you just... And hopefully, Windows will read it or your Mac will read it. Yeah. And it All should. All drivers it's, will install. Yeah, it's a lot better than it used to be. And then you can just start recording. Yeah. We don't use that. Mm-hmm. We actually have an audio interface that we plug in our Shure M58 mic. So we actually have these mics that you would normally see if you go to a bar and you see everybody, you know, band singing. singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty industry standard those. for any kind of performances. So they're, they're very good and very versatile mics. And then we plug it into an external box, and that box plugs in via USB into our computer, and that's how we record things. And then we record everything in Audacity, which is free mm-hmm. yes. and which is handy. Or you can spend so, money like me and buy something. Well, I bought something called Reaper. It's only like, I think, 50 bucks hmm. American or something. And it, it does a little more than Audacity, but of course, the more money you spend on the DAWs, the Digital Audio Workstation, is that right, Errol? Um, yep. Basically, you get a little more bells and whistles and filters and stuff like that to help with those pops, clicks, and echoes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And of course, there's also the Adobe SoundCloud, I think it's called. I can't remember the exact term, but... Oh, I forgot what Adobe's is yeah. called. Yeah, if you actually have, if you have subscribed to any of the oh, Adobe yeah. products, then you you will have a a sound, sound editing yeah. software there. So I know the Adobe one's really complicated, but if you mm. know how to use it or you're used to all their software, then it it might come with even more things that that the free versions or the cheaper versions of uh, software doesn't have. And to just to sidetrack a bit now, since we're talking about Adobe, another good thing, if we're talking about blogs, mm. another good thing to have is Photoshop, or at least try to learn some sort of graphical skills because mm-hmm. uh, you're going to need some of that if you're going to start to brand yourself, your blog for a specific name or something. You want to come up with a logo or some sort of nifty little picture mm-hmm. that... Uh, that represents your brand. That represents who you guys are. And uh, yeah, pictures help when you have a bunch of text about things you can't really spoil. So, yes. Yes. Or you can get an Errol and then he can make little cartoons of you. Yes. Or contact Errol. <laughs> so, rule number three, get an Errol. You know what else so. is really handy? All the, all the feature images I use on the codex, I just go into Canva and just just make it in there just find something throw if you're familiar with what canva is canva.com oh, yeah. it's just like it's like a free is it canva 
I think it's called Canva. There are free tools anyway. that you can use out there. Um, yeah. But obviously, whatever you use, just you're going to have limitations. If you do have Adobe anyway, use Photoshop. If you don't, yeah. sometimes at work, I will just quickly use something like Paint.net, which is somewhere halfway between Paint and Photoshop. It's not quite great, but it still does the job. I heard there's something called Draw.io from one of my... Uh Oh yeah, one of my colleagues that was trying to do some workflow chart. I don't know if it creates, you know, logos or anything because I haven't tried it myself. I actually have Adobe at work, so <laughs> um, yeah, that could be another option. And I know it's free, so yeah, lots of things out there. Yeah, there there are a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If you're starting a blog, the easiest thing to do is just to u- do it on WordPress. Yes. It's mm-hmm. actually easier to start a blog. A lot of people still are with WordPress. And it's quick, it's easy, you can get your stuff out, and you can just go right away. I have a thing on WordPress. Yes. Me too. Yeah. I have many things on WordPress, <laughs> actually. Yeah. And then if you really want, I mean, then you can purchase a domain and just point it there. It's going yeah. to be expensive. It yeah. will still have ads on it. Sadly, WordPress.com still will have ads on it, even if you purchase domain. You'll actually have to upgrade to a higher level to remove those ads. Mm-hmm. And unlike if you were to... There are two... Not versions, but there's two ways you can use WordPress. You can use WordPress's own hosted .com site, or you can download WordPress and use it on a personal server, and then you can do anything you want with it. You can download your own themes. You can download your own plugins. Errol taught me about widgets. (laughs) Yes. You can download a whole slew of... Of widgets yeah. and plugins, yeah. so it's great. That's what a so sorry. when you yeah go down that route, basically, um, there are a lot of different hosting options. Uh, one of the big ones, I believe, it's called Blue Note. Is that the one you're with? I forgot. I think it's called Bluehost. Bluehost. Yeah. yeah that's so the one. they have oh, so yeah. basically a, lo- they, a lot of features. They where basically try to make it as easy as it can to host your own WordPress on a separate host other than WordPress.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is going to take a little bit more research into how to start it up and how to get your templates right and everything. Uh, it, but, I mean, everything is Googleable these days and how to figure that stuff out. And I'll In fact, I think the longest time you will spend is trying to figure f- find a template you like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know a lot of people have been but recommending it- Squarespace for web pages because they say that it's it's way more user-friendly in terms of the UI. So people can just like click and drop things. I personally haven't used it, um, but that's a lot of feedback we- that I've been hearing. Actually, we use Squarespace for our inverse genius. Yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah. Oh. It's they cool. Use... I like okay. it. It yeah. is. But yeah. you have to pay for it. That's the problem. They yeah, don't have, do have a free space? Like... No, I don't... They have a square space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they may. I actually don't know. Uh, they might. Hmm. One quick tip also with the blogs is to make sure that your web page is what's called responsive. Yes. Uh, so nowadays, uh, what they used to do in the old days is make separate web pages for your, your mobile, your tablet, and your desktop. But nowadays, uh, you can get templates that will basically be used for one page or one design across all the three mobile things. But I found even doing a WordPress page, uh, even like two or three years ago for the Canadian Capers when we did it, Mm. not all the templates are responsive. No, because they're built by somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that you get something that's responsive because everybody's using their mobile phone or their Mm -hmm. tablet. So And the good thing about something that's responsive or that's properly responsive is it will resize accordingly no matter how big or small your phone is and it doesn't matter if you're on an apple 
or an Android phone. It, it will configure to whatever it is automatically. And the really cool ones, they actually remove like the top bar where it has like the web address. So it just kind of looks like an app instead of like a web page. Back in the day when I rebooted my webcomic, <laughs> I purposely chose for it to be vertical because <laughs> I wanted it to be shown on a phone. Ah. Yeah. Man pants hated it. I, I, I initially was like, what don't change? What do you change? <laughs> like it used to be like four panels, like two and then two, like a square. Mm. And then he was like, no, we're going to have like one panel go like going four panels going vertically down. Like and strip. like, oh, why are we catering to all these smartphone users? Now I look at it every day and I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I just berated one of my friends. Why isn't your phone why aren't your comics like you know <laughs> suited for web for phones you're a monster <laughs> so i'm i'm easily converted <laughs> oh dear yeah <laughs> now one last thing if you do plan on starting a youtube channel and you want to do video mm. ooh, sound is more important than video it is mm. believe it or not yep if it sounds like if it sounds like you're in a huge empty room <laughs> and it, you can hear, you know, I don't know, the the heater go on in the background. And Talking the about birds. my videos because that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but people can tolerate bad video because they're just used to buffering. I don't know. They're just used to it. But sound, if they notice that that's off, then they're thinking, oh, what a cheap video. Errol and I have done a couple of web series now. The first one we did, we had like a bare bones kind of we we had bare bones set up for both of them but it was slightly better for the second one the first one we didn't really have sound equipment and it showed in the final product there was a lot of background noise you couldn't filter out there was we had a tiny little shotgun mic that was just not doing much at all and so for the second one i actually invested in uh, a professional boom mic and it was awesome like the sound was so much better and even though the video was still kind of eh, quality it just it sounded so much more professional yeah sound is always important it, when we go abroad we actually take a small little zoom mic that we yeah. have zoom mm -hmm. is a a company that produces all sorts of fun little recording devices a lot of people actually they actually have Sorry, a lot of people actually use the Zoom mic as an audio interface and plug in all their mics into it as well. So it can go from very cheap to very expensive. And we bought one just to take on the road with us. And it's and it's it's great. It's really handy, actually. So, so if you listen to uh, like my Amsterdam trip or Errol's L.A. trip, all, all of that is on a Zoom mic. And even mm -hmm. our, our early episodes, we, we had yeah. just yeah. The Zoom mics. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> uh, was four of us crowded around a one directional yeah. mic. Remember when we had seven of us when E4G joined us or oh, that was eight or what? God. Oh, that, that, was, that was terrible. That was horrible. <laughs> Not the interview, just the fact that it was really hard to get we that mic. To... That's why the Yeti people. mic is also nice because it's it's omnidirectional. So it'll capture sound from all sides. Mm -hmm. Another thing that maybe you should invest in is... If you have multiple people in the room, if you're doing Skype interviews like us, especially investing in a headphone splitter is has saved our lives in the last few mm -hmm. months. It's been awesome. Yes, because the worst thing is, is hearing the echo in the background from the other mics and it's hard to cut that out. Mm -hmm. 
You may have noticed that in our earlier podcast. Yeah. You'll hear like some suddenly Errol sounds like he's in another dimension and then uh, that's just Yeah, so having sources. headphones is very important. In fact, when we ask guests now to, to record, we actually ask them to record themselves. We don't even care if their mic sucks. We just ask them to record themselves so that we do not run the risk of having the internet get all squirrely on us over Skype or whatever. And then we can just use their recording. If you, I remember it. It bothered me because it wasn't a great recording. And it was a wonderful interview. It was when we did Drosselmeyer. And that oh, and yeah. the connection on that was, was awful. So yeah. it, it hurt me inside. And so now we always try to make sure that they record themselves on the, on the other end. If you plan on interviewing a lot of people. And then I have many backups. I get, yeah. I get the guests to record themselves. I record it. And then I also have a Skype recorder. Yep. Because something is going to fail, so you always want to have a backup. <laughs> yep. That's uh, a lot on tech. Oh, sorry. Did you want to talk more on tech? Uh, the only I'll just say the last thing, I guess, which is um, kind of going back, as Errol said, like podcasts are an audio medium. It, it should sound good. I have turned off podcasts if it sounds like it's going to be crap audio the whole way through. And if you have a blog site or even if you have a website for your podcast, it's a visual medium. Make sure it looks mm -hmm. good. Make sure people will want to stay and that their eyes won't bleed looking at your site. <laughs> yeah, scrolling marquees are out. That's so 90s. <laughs> some escape room, you know. Still use them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that brings us almost to content. Content. What you're going to talk about. Oh. oh. You know, the great thing is, in the escape room world, you can talk about anything. Because there aren't that many. You know, you probably heard me say that there's at least five podcasts out there on, in escape rooms. It's like, what? I thought you said you were the only one. Well, it's interestingly enough, there are three podcasts that are similar to Escape, uh, escape This Podcast. And, it's, and I forget their names already. <laughs> But escape, they're like escape. There's two other podcasts just like escape this escape podcast. Escape that podcast. Escape your podcast. I'm just guessing on names. No, no, I forget. One is called Do Infinite they have escape in something, the names? Infinite. The other one is called Improv Thingy. I don't know. There's, escape Improv? Uh, no, no. There's just two other kind of like paper and pen RPG escape room podcasts. Oh, cool. It seems to be very popular. And... And I know that Danny and Bill, they, they follow them. And I, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't know how good they are. <laughs> I should listen to them. You should. I like the yeah. podcasts. I like Escape This Podcast. So. Yeah. And I don't think there are any other kind of podcasts out there right now that does this Escape Rooms dedicated. I know a lot of people have talked of starting one. I know there was Mystery Ship, and it was dedicated to reviews of Escape Rooms. But then it stopped back in June after about 18 podcasts so it's it's the review it's podcast will be tough if you run yes. out of time to do escape rooms mm -hmm. or you or run out of rooms run out of rooms <laughs> in your area yes and, and then you also have very limited listenership yes because it has to be people who have done the room because it's like do you really want to review something that sounds amazing and then oh no i can't do it and, and whatever <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, con- uh, I mean, you might though. It might be very interesting. Sorry, yeah, Mike. content's super important, and I, it, I mean, the same sort of stuff applies to blogs too. There's only so many, as Manpans was saying, there's so many, so many reviews that you can do until you start to run out of rooms. I remember, uh, in, again, in the GTA, one guy was doing like escape room deals in the area, mm. and other people were, you know, start or right now starting to review escape room board games. So, yeah, yeah people that's were trying the thing. to like do maps, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. that as well, uh, and it, when, or do it, puzzle hunts. It, <laughs> <laughs> it died down though because we ran out of rooms exactly. to do. Yes. So yes, and when you're producing your content with podcasts, your first few podcasts are going to teach you a lot about yourself and mostly how you speak. <laughs> and you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate your how you sound. You're going to hate how you sound. You're going to suddenly notice all these tics and habits that you were never aware of um, before. If you have a like. chance, if you... <laughs> yeah, the like. I still say them and I'm just aware of them as I say them and I just plow on through all those ums. <sighs> Man pants told me I used to say sort of thing oh, all the time. It drove do. me insane. <laughs> the first time, the first time we edited the podcast, I think one of our first ones was with Scott Nicholson, and Scott was saying, "Oh, you're gonna have a lot of editing to do with me because he knows his vocal tics as hmm. well." And he says he has a tongue click, and he says um a lot. And there were those in there, but it did not compare with Errol's <laughs> sort of saying sort of thing. Sort of thing. Yeah. The sort of thing. And it would come after things, sentences where it made no sense to say sort of thing. So I'd hear him say, like, I love that escape room sort of thing. And I'm like, what? And I, I have a bad habit, too. Like, I, we all have our bad habits. I stopped it's just, it. I you stopped did. It. So after I said it, after I went mad with, like, <laughs> editing. And, and the worst thing is, and I've mentioned this on this podcast before, you start to get to know the waveforms, <laughs> oh, what yes. your waveforms will look like with each tick. So I can tell after listening to somebody for a while when an um is coming up, when a sort of thing is coming up, it looks the exact same every time. And so I'd sit there like, oh, no, please don't let it be. Oh, it is. It's a sort of thing. (laughs) If you haven't, I did this in university and it helped me a lot in public presentation, but I took a public presentation, uh, a speech course, basically. Sort of thing. Huh? Nothing. Shut up! Shut up! Anyway. <laughs> and it really does teach you not only what you sound like, but what how you present. If you're ever going to be giving a lot of speeches on stage, it'll teach you about how you look visually and how most that matters more than anything. But when you're doing a podcast, knowing how you sound and knowing what you say is really important. And unfortunately, a a lot of learning about that comes from just actually doing and editing the podcast and then slowly teaching yourself to work out your habits. Yeah. And then also you'll start to stop saying um, which is great because hopefully you will start noticing you say um all the time. Everybody does. Anybody that's new to interviewing or podcasting will notice all the ums they say. And then you'll have to make a concerted effort to not say it. And it's really hard. It but after hard. you edit it out, it's great when somebody has a huge pause. Yes. Um, oh, this is what I'm talking about because you can edit those out really easily. But if, I, if they said like, and, um, and, and, and if they do that, then it's <laughs> Then I just impossible. leave them in. That is, I just don't in. even Do bother. you guys leave my pauses <laughs> in the intro? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you sound super <laughs> awkward, and it's funny. <laughs> but one, yeah, one thing we do advise, like when we're trying not to say the word um, because um is a way to get to the next thought. That's how we. That's our filler sound. And in other languages, actually, there are other sounds. So we actually advise, yeah, yeah, you're going to, oh, great. This is totally an editing podcast. Why? What? Okay. Anyway, (laughs) she's like, practices his Japanese sounds into the mic. Just just one quick note about editing is that uh, when you start editing, you're going to go super nitpicky on everything every little thing that you do and and for the first couple of podcasts that probably would be a good idea just for especially for yourself if you do have any weird any of those weird awkward pauses but you'll find later on that sometimes it's better to leave some of that content in just because if you have the right team again if you have a ruby you have an arrow you have a man pans uh sometimes that that is good stuff to leave in what my teasing? <laughs> yeah, yeah but you as tease we... us too much. <laughs> it's hurtful. So as I was saying, yeah, one thing that we do is to advise is like use pauses instead of ums. Mm-hmm. It sounds awkward, but it's so much it easier to edit out is. a pause than it is an um. It's like take a breath. Mm, totally. Just take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. Count to ten. <laughs> Usually, reaching for a thought means you're holding your breath. Your brain's not getting air. You're not going to find the words if you hold mm-hmm. your breath. And you have, if you have guests, encourage them to do that too. I always say that like first thing to any guests that I have. If you're stuck or anything, just take a break, whatever, because I can edit that stuff out really fast. And also, I remember when I was in radio, there was a lot of speech practices that we had to do because people can only hear you. So you want to make sure that your words are properly enunciated, pronunciated. You are, I guess, conveying the emotions through your voice and you're not like monotonous going through the whole sentence or story because you have to draw in your listener's attention through whatever it is that you're saying and also I've noticed I don't know maybe it's just a pet peeve of mine if I'm listening to radio or if I'm listening to a podcast and people just are monotonous it feels very drowned out I'm not connected I don't want to listen to it anymore or if they have a lot of sort of speech not impairments but they keep slurring their words it's just like ah i don't want to listen to this (laughs) in other words you should enunciate when you talk enunciation is very important yeah no i agree yeah i actually do do audio video things at my work and i do tutorials Mm -hmm video tutorials and a lot of it is my voice and so after a while i wanted to make sure that i enunciated everything and that's why my mouth does weird things and i sound strange on on when i'm talking but <laughs> my my problem is actually i never finish my sentences you don't <laughs> and that's there, that's are, something there I are still, some points where yes, i like yeah, i'm editing or yeah. i'm talking to you and i'm like i don't know what point you are going to get to and yeah, he doesn't finish it i know i <laughs> No, I have to fix that. Like, you know, that's that's my thing. I say you know a lot. But, you know, meow. that's my thing. And I need to get I meow. Meow. Yeah, you meow. I got your voicemail the other day, which just had a bunch of meows on it. <laughs> Sorry, that's a side note. 
Speaking of content, if you're going to interview guests, and I highly suggest you should, because it's always interesting to hear things from other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we just started to have guests because we got tired of ourselves. <laughs> I see. Everyone's <laughs> like, we're so boring. No, no, no. We just started to like reiterate the exact same things over and over again. Which like, we you still know, do. Well, we do, but you know, so much about exit out warehouse you can talk about so you know it was great bringing in other people made made the bringing in other people was a lot more fun because when we had more topics to talk Mm -hmm. about well it also helps bringing in other people because then it doesn't just become especially on topics that we don't know a lot about it doesn't just become opinion based Mm -hmm. you know you have an expert in the industry who can actually give some insight as to how things work people are probably wondering why wait you are doing a podcast on blogs. Why didn't you bring in all the bloggers? Because that would have been a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it would have been. And 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 having we already have four people in this podcast. When we have more people, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna is the answer. <laughs> and I think all of us. Yeah, have they would have some great insight on this podcast. Yeah, yes, we've all, all of blogged our own blogs. We've all blogged at some point. Mm-hmm. It's really cool when I've done guest interviews for other people's podcasts. They're really organized. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, show notes. Show notes yes. are a thing you should we do, aren't. even though we oh, do not. Boy, we, we have not show a... notes for this one. You know, sometimes they give you questions in advance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes we give them questions in advance, and you ignore them anyway. We do. Yeah, yeah you oh. before Yolanda. <laughs> I think there's there's definitely a benefit to doing it both ways. Uh, like for my other podcasts, I do show notes. I do give questions to my other guests and stuff. And it goes. So he's professional in other places. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? If you have like good banter, like I like listening to podcasts where, uh, like the comedian podcast which Man Pants mentioned earlier, where they're just bantering. They may be talking about one topic, but they may be tripping over each other and it's fun to listen to it mm-hmm. just depends on the dynamic and the chemistry with the people that you have there otherwise for me myself it was just me and a guest i feel like i need show notes because i'm the type that likes to be prepared and have these things flow nicely but you know if it's a fun conversation let it go yeah mind you if you if i had show notes i'd remember those four scenes. <laughs> I think there's a happy medium, especially if you have questions in an interview. Mm-hmm. They are a good springboard. Yeah. Yes. So one one piece of advice I would have is you don't necessarily have to stick to those questions if the conversation is organically oh, yeah. flowing somewhere else. This is something Errol has mm-hmm. said many a time. I did? Yeah, because awesome. uh, there, there was a point when we did the first podcasts when I was like, we just, just not a quit. We didn't get to that. That question's number seven, and you asked it second. And Errol's like, well, that's where the conversation went. La, 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 la. And, and then I learned to relax a little more about oh, it. And I it was remember good. that. Yeah. Oh, I was on a podcast that said before, and I felt sorry for them because they had these questions. But then with each question, I'd talk for about 10 minutes. Oh, yes. And then I'd tangent, then I'd forget what we were talking about. <laughs> you can imagine what that yeah, was that like. Sort of yeah. thing. It was. You yeah. said you went full Errol. I went full Errol. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. If, I, people here haven't actually heard me go, have I gone full Errol on this podcast? No, but you just didn't finish the first sentence, though, so <laughs> oh. heard that. <laughs> I forgot what the first sentence was. Well, I think you're like, people actually haven't, have any, has anyone heard? Haven't what? Haven't what? I think when we have guests on, or if you're inviting guests to come on your podcast, 
it is important to give them questions or to ask them what they are comfortable to talk about and what they may not be comfortable talking about because it could save you a lot of time and effort in editing afterwards oh yeah <laughs> yeah because I, i've had yes. to backtrack and remove chunks of podcasts before when people have said um really i i can't really say that stuff publicly it's like crap it's like why didn't you stop us when we were talking about it it was pre-recorded it wasn't live we usually ask guests if they if they do say something that they then don't want in the podcast we say just say it right yep. then and there like you know just say man edit this out and we'll know we we yep. edit it out we yeah. edit out a lot of we things do. when we do a podcast yeah. We don't edit out your swearing, though. <laughs> no. I, I think the first podcast, I actually bleeped it. And then I was like, what else? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure most people listening to us are full-grown adults. Yeah, but but Leader said that she listens to it with her kids in the car. I thought it was Janet. Or was it Janet? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. She listens to it with her kids in the car. Not anymore. Suddenly a big F-bomb comes along. Because of <laughs> foul mouth man pants. Yeah. Oh, right. You know what we what question we should answer? Not that we have. I was going to save it to the end. Actually, <laughs> oh, okay, we'll save it for the end. I'm going to make will a have new segment. A new segment yeah. called "Questions for the Divas." Yeah, we have a question. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we can go on to the third C. Yep. Which is uh, commitment. No. Consistency. Dagnamit. Commitment. This is very important. I know it sounds like oh, isn't that the same thing as commitment? Well, no. no. Consistency means you release, you pick a schedule, and you release always on that schedule mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single day. No, wow, every day. You just release on the schedule that you set. We now have it once every two weeks because it was a lot of work, <laughs> and we try to make sure it's always on Friday so that everybody can expect a podcast is going to come out on the mm-hmm. Friday. And people who like your podcast are going to look forward to that. So it it becomes, you know... A habit, a routine. It becomes. Amanda's looking at her phone. Habit, routine for them, and then yeah. they will continue to Sorry, listen. Sorry, I'm finding to it. the email for later. Oh, you're finding an email for later. Yeah, I thought okay. you're just, you know, on, <laughs> yeah. on coffee meets bagel or something like no, that. No, <laughs> that's for later. Oh, wow. whoa. <laughs> I'm trying to embrace it. <laughs> I was like, that's new. I'm trying to be brave. Wait, what's Manpan saving for that's later? Not consistent. <laughs> oh, Mike wasn't paying attention either. Is everybody on their phones? <laughs> See, only Ruby and I paid I attention. Missed. Yeah, me too. It was oh, amazing. That sort of thing. FOMO. <laughs> oh boy. So. That's all I really had for con- for consistency. Uh, I have another thing. Oh yeah, for no, no. Keep going. Yeah. I mean. Well, I had not just consistency in schedule, but consistency in your style. So for the first few podcasts, you know, you're going to probably adjust things here and there as you figure out your own voice and your own style. Same for your blog. But once you find that groove, sticking to that is what is really important Mm -hmm. because it also it sets up your brand. It sets up uh, your style. It will, you know, it will help it like to draw in your audience, you'll generally start to know what your audience yes. likes. And maybe, maybe <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Uh, cons- <laughs> you know what your audience will not like. Someone will message you if they That's don't like true. something. That yes. is for sure. Now, speaking from experience in doing a blog, I, I have changed my like, uh, structure of mm. how I wrote a number of times. I remember the first time I wrote, of course, 
I was in the mindset of I'm an angry gamer. I'm yes. going to write everything and anything that pissed me off. <laughs> but uh, without that structure, I figured, okay, how, how the hell are people going to read this? So then I start to add a score. And after playing, you know, about 100 or so games, I'm like, well, now my scaling's different. How mm-hmm. do I deal with this? So I eventually got rid of my scoring and just kept it in point form. So don't be afraid to try different things if you think it's going to help. Yeah, uh, but just don't change it like every other blog or yeah. every other episode of your podcast because yeah. your People's, your audience will be definitely confused. have People an idea. Yeah, definitely have an idea before you start the first podcast. Yeah. Like have a solid like okay, I think this is the structure we want to go with, and then. It should be minor tweaks here mm-hmm. and there as you find your groove. Because you're, go- because you're going to start huge and want to do all sorts of things. Like, oh, I don't know, write a parody for every podcast. <laughs> and that's just dumb. <laughs> I worked consistent with years. that for two years. <laughs> that was hard. But then it got hard. It and was. then we thought, okay, maybe, maybe we'll stop. Yeah, we and... don't even have music. Have you noticed? You know, other professional podcasts have music we should have a theme song yeah why don't we have a theme song errol we should have a theme song okay you know you're the one that was in a band you're the creative one that can create music (laughs) (laughs) you just sing songs about poopy the squirrel so the moral of the story is you need an errol to make your theme song (laughs) wow we've been talking for a long time yeah this is impressive errol's already bored of community yep Community. What? what are you talking about? I'm not bored. We never see Mike. He was so bored he went and started a new podcast. <laughs> oh, why you gotta be like that? That's not what happened. Errol is consistent in his trolling. Yeah, that is well, for Mike sure. Mike controls too. He and, controls? Unless he's not paying attention and misses out on trolls. Mm. Yeah, I still don't know what point we're uh, troll, Mike. was it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you listen to the podcast later on, then you're going to miss the glory. And you'll see what you missed out. Poor Mike. (laughs) Community is very important. So you know what's really weird? As I said before, there's all these podcasts that have started. And I've reached out to them because it's like, ah, somebody else about escape rooms. That's exciting. And so I'll say hello to them on Twitter. And they just ignore me. Now, that's how my life normally happens. And that makes sense. But if you have somebody interested in your creative content... Why wouldn't you engage right? with them? Mm-hmm. It's in social media, yeah. right? It doesn't make sense. If we have, actually, I've had some people talk to me about our podcast and was just so surprised I talked back to them. I mean, like, you know, they re- started a conversation with me and I replied. It's like, oh, you replied. I didn't think you would. And I'm going, well, I'll reply. I like talking about escape rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I reply? That's fun. And so, unless, of course, you know, you're trying to sell Ray-Bans to me or something, you know, if you're, if you're soliciting me to spend money, then no, I'm probably not going to reply. But if it's someone what that really enjoys... What happened with you and Ray-Bans? This is, you got too many of what those, those on, fake man? sites, I think. Uh, is, it's just all the, all is, the post-deleting and all the, you know, it's, it's not fun being a mod. Oh, okay, okay. It was I, a mod thing. Yeah, so. well, yeah. So Ray-Bans being posted in the enthusiast group? Is oh, that a no, Not anymore. It's just, you know... Sometimes okay. you'll just see stuff. You're just very bitter about it. About yeah, well, we're a lot better now because we have questions. And yeah, then yeah. now we just delete people who don't answer questions. And then we read their answers. And if it doesn't look like they really read the question and they're just, right, you know, it's a bot answering, then it's just like, delete, delete, delete. 
Right. So we don't get as many spam posts right. in the Facebook group. <laughs> anyway, community. Speaking of community. <laughs> oh, yes. It's important to get to know and engage with the community. And it's not just about posting your content to the Escape Room Enthusiast group and expecting people to flock mm-hmm. to you. You need to be involved on a like you need to be involved in that community commenting on you posts. You need to be a contributor with people. as well as a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> your your posts hopefully will also spark discussions. You should be involved in those discussions, mm-hmm. engage with your potential audience. And it's about making friends as much as it is finding an audience because those are going to be, you know, your your rocks for the podcasts to come. Yep. And it's also important to not only push your stuff. Yeah. If you only push your stuff, then eventually people are not going to listen to you because that's all they know you for is pushing mm-hmm. your stuff. When I was back in the day in my band, in my music band... I decided that, you know, in order to be part of the community, I would gather all the other musicians that I could find and we will put on music together. And so that's what I did. I went around. I went and found other musicians that were like me or had similar genre to me. And we would put together concerts and we would promote each other. In fact, I spent more time promoting other bands than I did my own band because it was really hard promoting my band but i was quite happy to promote other people's band because i thought they're amazing right and it and what went around came around can you say that in present tense what goes around comes around <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> past tense you mean I'm yeah, like, past tense. <laughs> it was weird saying that in past tense what went around came around that does sound weird like it, grammatically it makes sense yeah <laughs> but it totally sounded wrong so you mm. might <laughs> and you may have noticed that even with Room Escape Divas, we happily promote all the other media creators mm-hmm. out there because they're awesome, right? I mean, I have no qualms talking about Escape This Podcast or Room Escape Artist. I almost say, I, get, I forget that we're called Room Escape Divas and I just say Room Escape Artist instead. So. Oh boy, so <laughs> die one day. It's like, yeah, going back on consistency, just, just branding counts too. <laughs> Yeah, branding counts, you know, or talking about Scott Nicholson and all the stuff he's mm-hmm. done. We we try our best not to talk about companies, not because we don't like other companies, but there's just, just don't want to be like so marketing of them. for one and not the yes. other, because and then it feels like we're not being fair. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. and so we try our best not to market um, other companies, and so not because we hate companies. It's yeah. just, yeah, you know, just the like ones what, what that we, we have had on the podcast have usually had something new to say that we, or a new viewpoint that we haven't heard mm-hmm. before, or we so. really, really hated them. So, yeah, dot, dot, dot. well, we don't have them on at that point. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever we find the exit out guy, maybe we'll interview him, oh, and it'll be the most awful us. thing ever. He probably doesn't oh, know yeah. we exist. That's just my opinion. Oh, I hope but. not. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really important to be involved with the, compu- with the community. So, you know, finding out who they are, finding out what they like, finding out how to promote them. It's very yeah. important, you know, yeah. engaging with them. Yes, engaging with them, like as Earl said, promoting others. And also when you do find your audience, when you do start to find your listeners, finding ways to engage with them more, to make them feel a part of it. 
Well, that's very important. Yeah. Yes. We don't do that very well. We do, not for this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> we we answer things. We we we've we've talked about it. We've, we've talked. talked we've about gotten questions and never answered those questions. No, We're no we've answered all answer the them. questions. Did we answer all the questions? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but we haven't like, for instance, we haven't done any you know calls yet. Like apart from the one that kind of failed where we asked for GM stories. <laughs> but, oh right, right. Yeah. That was yeah. probably the one where we attempted to, but kind of didn't, it didn't really get off the ground. But we are thinking of things to do to try and like, you know, get people involved and, and find out more about our, our listeners as well. Like, I'm genuinely interested in people who want to talk about I escape like how rooms. you put wine into every part of your <laughs> words whenever you talk. What? Nothing. Wine? I'm just, I'm just being a jerk. What? No, no, you like wine. He's making fun of the way you pronounced it, the word. Are you pronounced? <laughs> Sorry, now I'm going stupid. Oh, <laughs> Getting okay. late. I pronounce it weird. Am I trying no, no, to be no, back? No, 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 no. Like, just, what words yeah, did I'm I just say? Trying to make you sound like a lush again. That's what I do. Yeah. Yes. I'm not a lush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not drinking alcohol. Yeah, I'm look impressed. at me go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like a human being. <laughs> it's put together well. It's because it's because Mike's not there now. to give you soju. It's true. If he was here, you'd be drinking. Both you and Mike would be drink- drinking. We're enablers to each other. Paying attention. Is Mike paying attention right yes, now? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. I'm being consistent. Just know it. Oh, we're on to community, Mike. Gosh, darn it. And the great thing with the escape room industry is that the community is still small. Yeah, no, it's great. It's like it's a niche topic, but it's a niche topic that like we already know where all of the community mm-hmm. is. You can find them. You can talk to them. If you're looking for people to interview, there are all sorts of people to mm-hmm. interview. You can interview owners. You can interview enthusiasts. There's they're they're all there waiting to be on a podcast talking about their love. Of escape, rooms. of escape rooms. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so so that's why you should get involved because and and to listen. It's really important to listen in the community as well. And you know how you should always lurk before you go into a forum, if you've ever heard that. You know, you look like you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, every time you go starting into a new community or if you're starting on a forum that's about I don't know, back in the day, didn't you collect Tamagotchis or something like that. What? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? No. I went on to I went on to Mist forums. There you go. You went on to the Mist forums, yeah. and you don't go into a forum and just start saying, "Hi, I'm Ampere." I, I do. Maybe I've, uh, so. I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not eating oh. something, man. Ruby just asked if I was eating something. Anyway, so no. Usually, you go onto the forums and you you read. You read what people mm. post. You read to see what the community is like before you start going, hello, and then asking all the same questions that everybody else always asks. And then you'll start to realize, oh, wait, there's a fact that answers all of this in the first sticky post. (laughs) And now I don't look like a fool. You know what I I mean? Those things. There are people that go into the escape room enthusiast and then they start asking all sorts of things or they don't read the... The first post stickied by Scott, which says, don't advertise your room. That's why we had those questions in there. So people would stop doing that. And people still do it, even though we tell them not to. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's always good to lurk and learn about the community. Lurk and learn. <laughs> lurk and learn. <laughs> Somebody watching TV and back find there? out. Oh yeah, I think Echo has on a K drama oh. or something. Oh yeah, but it's not in our main. It's not in the main living no, room. No, I think they all went upstairs. No, they're not watching K. They are you sure? Or are they watching Full House? Oh, they're probably watching Full the House. Amount of Full House that is watched <laughs> in this home is the Full House, the <laughs> Korean drama, or Full House, the American show. The uh, 1980s American wow. show. 1990s. 1990s. Yeah. I thought it was 90s, 80s, early no, it's 90s. 90s. I watched I it, know. so yes, it should be the 90s. <laughs> I'm trying to guess which episode they're watching. Oh, now, what? pay attention. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> one, one other thing I'll say, I know we're going over time and that, but Mike touched on it earlier, but starting a blog or starting a podcast does not entitle you to free mm-hmm. rooms. So That was um, Errol that touched on it earlier. Did you? Was it you? I yes. think Mike also oh, okay. mentioned the it. other Asian. Oh, no. I really had some words tumbled out of my mouth. I realized I would be accused of being racist. Oh, great. Amanda realized her foolish mistake the moment the words left her mouth. Although people are listening and then they'll say, wait, no, it was Mike that said it. I can't remember. That was like over an hour ago. Uh, I think I remember Mike yeah. saying it, but... I don't know. Well, I'll I'll hear it in the thing. I'll be like, oh, man, Errol was right. <laughs> oh, man. It's good. Anyway, I interrupted you. Yes. the Just that if you're expecting to actually make money or if you're starting a blog because you want free rooms for your reviews, don't. Yeah. It's a bad mm-hmm. idea. It is first, when especially if you're a beginner reviewer, your opinion and your blog probably are not important enough to actually make a difference to the owner. Um, second, well, I don't know. Uh, Mike might have more to well, say. Well, I would on that. say that if you're an owner, just don't give them free yeah. rooms. Don't give them free rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible person, but it's just like, look, they're just trying to get free rooms, unless they're, you know, people with some. When you start to become more well known, when you start to yeah, when you start to reputable, reputable, reputable? yeah, yeah, people start (laughs) to. (laughs) (laughs) I like to put poo into all my words. Oh, okay. So, like, I say wine all the time. You say poo. I think I know who people want to hang out with more. (laughs) Yeah, just to go on Man Pen's point is that uh, yeah, you don't want to be the person going arms folded after doing a room saying, well, you know, your your puzzle flow wasn't great and your set design was mediocre. So, uh, and arms folded standing there. Wait, that, that's you know, me. Expecting he's, something. He's, he's mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm speaking. And, and I did, when I started out, I started to speak to a lot of the owners uh, going across these places. And they would talk about other people who were claiming to be reviewers or people who actually were, uh, you know, these blockers saying, hey, well, you know, you're, you you know, they'd critique the room and stand there and with their arms folded expecting for that free room. And really, as as Errol said before, the community is small. So these owners do talk to each other. They do talk to each other. So you're going to build up the kind of reputation that you really don't want to mm-hmm. um, unless you want to be known as that guy who is 
you know, Johnny Freebie, who just standing there for <laughs> Johnny Freebie. <laughs> I want to. I want to make Freddie Freebie. I want to make like Freddie. like you know, um, PSA type ads where it's just like, "Are you a Johnny Freebie?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a Johnny Freebie. But, but after a couple of months, that's when I started to get those emails like, hey, would you like to, I just opened this business. Would you like to come out and try it out? I've been reading your reviews. I'd like to get your feedback. Now, a lot of the times it will be for beta testing. It will be mm-hmm. for those games before they actually release to public. But uh, you know what? If that's the sort of thing, if you, you know, that's the sort of thing you want to dive into, you can. But uh, personally, after doing enough beta tests, I discovered that, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just wait and pay till, till you've got thing. all your bugs ironed out. <laughs> and the other thing is, if you manage to get, well, if you, if you are, if you build up your reputation, you're well known for your reviews and you get offered free rooms, this kind of goes in with consistency, mm-hmm. you have an obligation to get that review up yes. quickly. Hopefully, like if you're if you're paying for your rooms, then it's like, oh, whatever, I'll do it when I do it. But if they're actually giving you free rooms, they're doing it because they want that marketing, that advertising, then you absolutely have an obligation to crank out the review the next day or the following week. Like, you know, they they want that marketing as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible. And another thing is uh, for consistency is to it's generally a good idea to state biases. Um, just because, you know, you don't like cats, but you did the <laughs> Kingdom of Cats room, you know, it'd be a good idea to share with people why you didn't like it, you know, because you didn't like cats or you don't like books, that kind of thing. And I just feel like, I know there aren't that many escape room blogs out there, but if you look on the internet, there's blogs about everything under the sun. So just because... Actually, there are a lot of escape room oh, blogs there are out now. there. Okay. Yeah, I have the master oh. list, and it's just filled with escape room blogs. Okay. Tons of them. So mm-hmm. now that there's tons of them also. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, anybody can start a blog. Like WordPress is free. A lot of websites are free. So just because you started writing about something you liked or you enjoyed or you tried once or twice, it doesn't entitle you to free stuff, right? If you look at food blogs and and makeup blogs, there's there's people that have done those for so many years and they actually professionally do it. And that's why they're getting free stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. even we received like free games and stuff like that to review. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, like we got the free... The box oh, right, right. Oh, you stuff. mean they get like board game media copies. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's because... They're selected because they're they're part of the community. They're well known. They're they have content that they've provided that's useful to owners and to to you know marketing and whatever else. So that's why they're chosen and selected specifically to review certain things for free. And yeah, it's it's just not any Joe Schmo off the street decided to start a blog would be getting free things. For instance. I used to be on a video game review site, and I've done a couple of these. One of them, I would get free media copies of games. And again, the the deal was is like I had a week to play the game, and then I had to crank out a, a review as quickly as possible. However, for the other site that I wrote for, um, it was kind of a 
they, they weren't that well known companies would refuse to give them media copies of games <laughs> and like so they were like buy the game yourself and play it and then I, I couldn't actually continue to be a writer because at the time I couldn't afford AAA titles when they came out. And so we'd often come out with reviews like months after the game had actually come out. This is so good, like all the other reviews said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, th- that's pretty much how it went down. That site is no longer up, by the way. But, uh, but it was it was tough, right? And and. But the other site, because they'd found their niche, it's an adventure game site, and because it was a a more niche one, they had a more niche audience, they knew who they were going to, all adventure gamers pretty much check out this site for reviews, and so they, they are able to get more media coverage. However, it's usually only for indie adventure games. They usually can't get things for the big titles, like, you know, I don't know whatever the one we're playing now, Horizon Zero Dawn, Red Dead Redemption, or if they're Spider, if they wanted to review Spider-Man, I doubt they get a free Those media copy for that. Those aren't adventure games. Huh? Those aren't adventure games. Well, if they, if they, I don't know, this is an example. I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know of a triple-A adventure game. <laughs> so. One other thing I would say, and this can go on to the fifth C. What? Oh, you have you just come up with this? <laughs> what is this fifth C? Ah, we kind of talked about it in the last podcast. It's on criticism. Oh, oh yes. Oh, same thing applies here. Yep. One thing is, people should be able to discern what is their taste and what is bad. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I sometimes I read some people give their opinions on a room, and I think to myself, that doesn't mean it's a bad room. It just means you don't like yep. it. Or right. they can't separate their experience from a room from whether or not the room is actually bad now it all ties in so this is i can understand that it's really hard but if you happen to go to a public room and unfortunately the players other players made it bad you gotta it is it is that. a it is the risk of a public room and it's one and that's the reason why you would denounce public rooms is because you know you have that you have that chance of it happening. But that doesn't mean it's technically a bad room. Mm-hmm. It just means the players that you were with were bad. Or, you know, you went with the friends and they were horrible. That doesn't mean the room is bad either. It's just that that experience. And that's that's why it's really hard to, to review rooms because you don't know for sure. I mean, a lot of people aren't cannot seem to separate the room from their experience because it's so interwovenly interwoven interwovenly interwoven <laughs> oh boy oh, what words are we making up today I don't know but we're her, we're not very reputable right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought actually you were going to talk about criticism of your blog yeah I thought that too, oh, that too. but you know it covers yeah. the whole gamut yeah. of things yeah or gamut oh boy <laughs> We gotta stop. You're gonna, you're just gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, is that uh, why? That... Did you want to talk about criticism of your blog? Hmm. Hmm. No, I'm no. good. I, we kind of covered it last podcast, yeah, that's true. right? Yeah. So, and if criticism. you're on YouTube, you're gonna get all sorts of criticism. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You're like oh, your yeah. hair is too frizzy yeah. or yeah. whatever. That's just what you're going to get, and you can't let it affect you because they'll hate you just for fun. 
So there's nothing you can do. That's what that's what YouTube is like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what being an actor is like and a model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that's starting podcasts slash blogs one hundred and one. So if you have any <laughs> if you have any follow up questions, feel free to email them. Or if you if we missed something, or if you're like you really should have mentioned this, feel free to mention it to us, and we'll we'll mention it next podcast. Like if we missed any points. Sure. You're looking at me like, no. No, no, I'd, I will. You have to remember it, though, because yeah. I'll forget. So we have a new section that Woo-hoo! we're going to try and keep up with bow, if we bow, manage bow, to get bow, it. Is that your We have a, uh, let's do diva questions. So we got an email in from Matthew. From where? From Nova Scotia? From Vancouver. Oh, wow. That's cool. Matthew from Vancouver. Opposite end of the country. Canada. Uh oh. I hope he's not. I'm releasing personal detail. Are we allowed to do that? I didn't say his last name. Okay. Yeah. But then they could search. I'm sure there's (laughs) a lot of Matthew Matthew in Vancouver. So I'm sorry, Matthew, if anyone stalks you after this. Oh. Yeah. It'll probably be Aaron. So he says. Although you regularly reference Amanda as man pants, question mark. <laughs> I don't think the name has ever been explained. I think it has. Can you please? It has been. Can you please let us in on the backstory? So for those of you who haven't heard, uh, back when I first met Errol, I, I, my, my, I call myself Amanda. I usually drop the first A because I'm just desperate to make Amanda unique somehow without making it Mandy. Uh, or Mindy. What? <laughs> she uh, doesn't like Mindy why either. Why did I ever think of Mindy? Huh. I've never heard an Amanda called a Mindy. I, I, or whatever. I don't know. She it's also just... doesn't like wit pits. Well, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> so back when I first met Errol, he said, oh, your name's Manda. Does anyone ever call you Manda Panda? And then that And that shocked me because nobody did. Nobody had ever called How me Manda How come Panda? nobody's called you Manda Panda? No, they just called me, hey, look, it's a man. Duh. That's, that's, that was the joke. I lived in a lame town with lame jokes. So... We got, uh, so he's like, oh, Amanda Panda or Man Pan or Man Pan or like, and then it just became Man Pans and it got shortened. So if you ever you meet Errol, you will probably get a nickname and you will probably lose your actual name. I call the, you know, the before I met Errol, the like BE. So it'd be like, you know, <laughs> two BE, two years before I met Errol, I was Manda and then after you know, B.E. So we're in 7 B.E. now, and I am now man pants. Not man pants. Not, not, think... not pants as in the pants you wear. Pants but like as in pants like the as thing you use thought... to pa- cook with. <laughs> Some yeah. people think I'm called man pants. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather man pants or Mindy? Mindy. I don't... Oh, you like Mindy now. No, I don't like Mindy, but I don't want to be associated with man Then we pants. can find you a mork. And then you what? could be Mork and Mindy. Oh, no. what? <laughs> Don't worry. This is now the 70s. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So if you have any other questions, whether they are escape room related or not. We can make up like questions. Carol's you, middle what? name. We're going to fake oh. questions. <laughs> what kind of questions would you ask? Uh, didn't somebody ask us a question? <laughs> <laughs> they just did. <laughs> 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 I 
just read. Although, other than that one, somebody asked. Oh, I remember. Somebody asked for our first escape room experience. That's true. We could answer that, but uh, I thought that was going to be a larger conversation. Yeah. Oh. Yes. You know what I want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. No, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I want to do an episode on the crimes against my messes or my mesis, however you pronounce it. What? What is he talking about? What is that? Does anybody know? I should look how to pronounce it because, you know, it could just okay, be like. If you have a question on what Errol was talking about, email us at <laughs> roomescapedivas at gmail.com. I, I think that's going to be the next podcast. What's the crimes of what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't said. even know what that is. I should probably look it on Google how to pronounce it properly no, before okay, I bring it up. No, okay, forget pronunciation. What Let's is see. it? Did you know Google has this thing? Where oh, my you God. Can... You're doing this on purpose. Yes. <laughs> no, no. I want to see how to pronounce it. You massive jerk. My Mises. Here we are. What Does is... it have a. Uh... Oh, yeah. Here we are. Here we go. Mimesis. Sorry, there I just heard the pronunciation in my ears. Did I say my mimesis, my messes, mimesis? There you go. Okay, what? Are, are you trying a, to say nemesis? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say nemesis. <laughs> to pronounce nemesis. I kept hearing him <laughs> say a my nieces. Miss Ma. Yeah, it sounds like nieces yeah. with an M. My nieces. Okay, they'll go back. What is this like? What is this crimes of mimesis or whatever? What is it? Crimes against mimesis. Mimesis? Mimesis. <laughs> How do you pronounce it again? I forgot. Oh mimesis. Oh, sorry. Good thing I have. You can go to Google, type in this word, and you will be able to find mimesis. I share no, can you tell me what crimes of mimesis is? Please. Before this podcast ends. Oh, boy. Back in the day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did I just begin to thing? <laughs> Old man Errol's telling stories again. Back in the day, there was this... No, don't use your stroke Bill Cosby voice. Don't use that voice. Just tell the damn story. Uh, there were these games called text games. Yes. Interactive fiction there. So known. is it a text game? Yes. No, okay. it's not a text game. Oh my God, we're doing <laughs> He's doing this on purpose. And people would write tons of essays and articles. Your Miscape Divas one was brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can find blah, 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 blah. One of those essays that was written was called Crimes Against Mimesis. Okay, dude, seriously, I'm going to kill you. I'm serious. That's like a very famous article in the interactive fiction community. Okay, that's great. Okay. That's it was... great. We'll talk about it next time. No, no, no. So we're yeah. going to talk about it? I'd like to. Okay, Because sure. it, it's, it relates to a topic someone brought up. Which is? Uh, let's see if I can spell it properly. This is a long podcast. Uh, yeah, I know. Mostly filled with Errol's. Mimesis. How do you do it again? Okay, this word. Diegesis. Okay. Remember that word you know, don't do. you? Yes. yes I and do what know is that. diegesis? Uh, basically, an example of diegesis is, is if something makes sense in a setting or a world. So if you have music in a movie, for instance, if it's diegetic music, it means that it makes sense to the setting. So, for instance, if you have music playing at an opera, then that is diegetic music. It takes place in the world. The characters can hear it. They are all aware of it. Non-diegetic music is when you have a soundtrack overlaying something. It tells the audience how to feel, 
but none of the characters in the movie or your story are actually aware of it. It like, does not take place in the world. Like watching Star Wars and having Darth Vader's theme come up. Exactly. So imagine a Star Wars without the music, and it's not nearly as... Well, maybe it could be that as ominous, but the music certainly helps. No, it helps. needs the Imperial March. <laughs> maybe maybe bah, there are people bah. off to the side playing the Imperial March every time Darth Vader comes in, and they follow him around, but that's probably not what happens. So people talked about uh, diegesis in the Escape Room Enthusiast group. Okay. And what they really... I saw that post. Yeah, yeah. and what they really were talk, wanted to talk about was mimesis, which is representa- representation or imitation of the real world in art and literature. Ah, okay. And so, talking about how can escape rooms be more mimetic? Not so much mm. diegetic, but right. we want the, the game. So, you know, you go into an escape room, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, the serial killer wanted to make sure we couldn't get into this through this door so he arranged the pop cans in the fridge in a special way to open up a lock for you to you know because you get into a normal escape room puzzle using escape room logic which doesn't really make sense in the real world right so i think it'd be kind of fun to talk about that okay (laughs) stay tuned same diva time same diva channel (laughs) will we stay on topic next time who knows? Probably not. I like springing these things on the podcast. It's more fun that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Talk is up, man pants. This is like an hour and 20 minutes. Holy Woo! crap. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. I don't know is what you're doing. Is he choking on something? Uh, find us on Facebook and click the like button. And if you find us on Twitter, use the hashtag R-E-Divas. I'm pretty sure Errol keeps track of it. And yeah. Oh, actually, I do keep track of that. There you go. <laughs> Maybe. Have I removed that channel because nobody was looking or saying anything? Oh, and they can also ask us questions. We will answer them. We will answer your mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.